from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Thursday, December 21st, three short days from Christmas Eve. Merry Christmas to all who celebrate. I want to take a moment and wish you all a relaxing holiday. I know many people are taking tomorrow off. Many people will be off on Monday as well. And so I hope you get to spend time with your loved ones, that it's meaningful and deep time of a family, of love, of faith, of all things that are meaningful to you during this amazing holiday season. Thank you all for being with us this morning. I know everyone's on the go getting ready for the big holiday, but nonetheless, Cyber does not rest, and neither do we here at the Cyber Hub Podcast. So thank you for tuning in live on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter now, X, Twitch, Rumble, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, and we do the live feed on Instagram as well. So that's awesome. Go tune in there as well. Make sure to catch us on your favorite podcast listening platform. And in front of you on the screen, if you're watching, you're seeing our Substack with our brand new article, a two-part series doing a deep dive on the UN's struggle for relevance their failures in ensuring world order and confronting now cybersecurity challenges as they try to push forth a cyber crime treaty that has no touch with reality whatsoever so is the un still relevant i examined that in my own two-part series uh some good history there um and the second part we're really dig deep into the failures as well as what history tells us about the UN. So go check that out, jamesazar.substack.com. If you subscribe and become a supporter, we'll be sending you one of these awesome espresso travel mugs as well. Uh, many fans got theirs last week. Uh, so thank you all so much for your support. Now join me for a double espresso so we can dig into what's going on this morning in the world of cybersecurity. Coffee cup, cheers, y'all. Brilliant. Let's go ahead and get started with the defiant black cat gang standing up to the FBI, vowing retaliation and revenge. Now, there's a mix here. So here, here's the bottom line. If you missed yesterday's show, or if you've missed any of the news, the FBI and the Department of Justice seized all of the black cat assets, including a lot of the decryption keys. The black cat gang, obviously notorious, they've done over a thousand cyber attacks. Uh, around 750 of them were on U.S. entities. They've made around $300 million in money over the last two years since they started operating in 2021. They're prolific. They, they, they've been behind some of the most notorious cybersecurity attacks uh, in recent memory. And so the FBI took him down yesterday, and they came out right away playing what I like to call the Russian uh, disinformation campaign. And what that is is, that's not really true. We kind of see that with Russia in the Ukraine battlefield, and we see it on the Ukrainian side. It's a very uh, uh, former CIS countries, right? So former USSR countries. There's an area of, of we control the messaging. And so they kind of came out and said, we unseize the sites. But could they really? Well, you can't really unseize a site that's been seized because they've really seized the servers. What they've done is they've redirected at them. And they've redirected them to a new site. The question is, if they had a backup of some of the stuff that was on that site, they'll be able to bring it back up, which likely they did. And otherwise, they'd be a really bad criminal gang making $300 million. And we should all question our very own existence. Now, the data and servers have been seized. There's no takebacks there, according to Steve Stone from Rubric Zero Labs. But put simply, they've 
been able to control a data repository. They've took that down. They're going to stand it back up. And now they're saying, we're taking the gloves off. Um, that's what Black Hat is saying. We initially said that we were going to be, you know, this is negotiating with terror, right? I mean, this is literally part of the failed Western consensus of what's allowing a lot of the unrest in the world to kind of continue to rise up. We have this consensus that they'll somehow keep playing a game we played. They don't, they won't, they haven't, and now they're really kind of threatening it. They're saying they're going to go after critical infrastructure organizations. Are they? Do they have those capabilities? What's going to happen there? We're obviously going to see over the next several weeks and months of what kind of recovery. Now, to me, Black Hat has always been somewhat suspicious because it's not just a cybercrime group. They're also very much attached to the FSB in Russia. And so this could be a very quick backup and then some sort of significant attack to kind of signal that you can't take us down type of deal. So you could see something really do take place. I'm not trying to fear monger here. It's just if you understand the Russian mentality, you understand that there's the, the Russian government probably makes money. There's a bunch of people who are being fed in Russia by these $300 million. And so those people want to continue to get fed. And so they're likely going to support them rising back up again, especially because there's no extradition treaty. Uh, our, our relations with Russia are at probably the worst they've been since the Cold War. And so there's a lot of different things that play here into this game on the Russian side as well as on our side. So we'll see how this develops. This kind of brings us into what the NSA has released, their cybersecurity year in review report. A very interesting report about the NSA, kind of mainly focused on some of their national security systems uh, and some of the work that they've done with DOD and DIB organizations. Those are DOD contractors. And in here is something very interesting in this report. Now, I've attached the link to the report in the show notes. You can find it there as well. But by the numbers, they've actually had, they've stopped 10 billion malicious or suspicious domains, uh, including ransomware activity in nation state malware, spear phishing, and botnets. 10 billion. So mind you, everything we've seen this year, they've stopped 10 billion. There's also hundreds of unique, uh, of new unique IOCs, but into the NSA block list weekly, uh, 20 million blocks uh, generated from NSA's unique IOCs. So from the hundreds that they've done for million million blocks, 312 internet facing as 312,000 internet facing assets have been identified and inventories inventoried for participating DIB companies. 1.3 million vulnerabilities discovered and flagged for remediations. 1.3 million this year, this year, 2023, 550 partner vulnerabilities notifications sent with an 80% response rate and seven unique clusters of known nation state activity cons consistently tracked by the NSA and industry and multiple nation state campaigns targeting DIB revealed, including those leveraging zero-day vulnerabilities. So the NSA really trying to say, here's all of our work for 2023. Again, they talk about AI in here as well. They talk about deep fakes, election security, and a whole bunch of other stuff as well. And they're also urging uh, uh, drive down risk, protect DOD information, engage with the NSA, um, and it's free for DIB contractors. So if you're in, uh, in in that field, go ahead and get started there as well. In other news, a fake F5 big IP zero-day warning email is pushing uh, wiper malware. This is now being specifically targeted against Windows and Linux data wipers. 
the uh, Israeli National Cyber Directorate, acting as the cert responsible for protecting the company, issued the warning. Israel has been heavily targeted by a pro-Iranian um, hacktivists who have been conducting data theft and data wiping attacks on organizations in the country. If you all recall, back in November, we talked about the Bibi Wiper malware that was attacking Linux and Windows devices. Yesterday, Diane City warned of a new phishing attack deploying data wipers through email, pretending to be a warning of a zero-day vulnerability in an F5 big IP device. The pro-Palestinian hacktivist group named Handala told Bleepy Computer that they were responsible for a phishing attack, stating it was deployed on numerous Israeli networks. Uh, that's not been independently confirmed. By the way, um, the Hebrew, and, and, and for those who don't know, I read fluent Hebrew. Um, the Hebrew on here is spot on. This was used. They've built this email using AI. They've gone through it. They've probably have a few people who actually speak Hebrew um, who may have helped with this. Um, and so the, the Hebrew's high level. The email seems all right. The, the the link isn't right. I mean, the link here would be a um, that that would be the first thing you would look at is that link and go something isn't right here. Uh, they're pushing an F5 updater.exe for Linux and a shell file, um, and so um, you can see that as well. Uh, anytime you get one of these emails, by the way, the first thing you should do is just go to the website and double check that th this actually does exist and if it doesn't exist um then you know your answer um they're they're also kind of pushing the fact that hey we've seen an attack on your environment they're using recent dates again they're creating an urge a sense of urgency in here um and that's that's really significant in how well this email was put together one of the better phishing emails in hebrew from a formatting perspective from a language perspective uh the whole nine um not too shabby by these guys who are getting really really good at doing this stuff so keep your eyes out for that and this is a good reminder that what's likely happening there is eventually going to escalate to us it's going to cross over at some point especially if it's successful so there's that as well google fixes their eighth chrome zero day exploited in attacks this year you want to make sure to get that updated the latest cve 2023 7024 exists in the wild according to google the company fixed the zero bug with the newest update uh with uh and and that's version 120.0.609 or 9.129 one day after it being reported to google by the tag team so uh you want to make sure to get that updated eight zero days this year for chrome eight uh that's significant State link cyber actors that are behind solar winds are planting seeds for a new malicious sunburst type of attack, this time using the JetBrains Team City CVE in preparation for many more supply chain attacks. The FBI, NSA, CISA, along with the UK and Polish authorities, are saying that Noblium, the threat group linked to Sunburst, has been targeting hundreds of unpatched Team City servers across the globe, which are widely used for software development. They've yet to launch a supply chain attack, likely looking. I mean, you got to remember, they slow road. Solar winds. They really did slow right this one. Uh, shadow servers indicate around 800 unpatched instances worldwide as of Wednesday of this week. JetBrains is urging customers to upgrade to Team City servers, uh, their Team City servers to the fixed version if they can't immediately upgrade to disconnect from the internet. Microsoft has warned about state affiliate attackers linked to North Korea exploiting the vulnerability, which enables remote code execution in on-prem versions of Team City. There were this was uh, identified uh, by the 
uh, team over there. And FortiGuard Labs responded to an incident at a biomedical manufacturing firm where custom-built malware was found matching the graphical proton malware used by the threat actors, which is known as APT29. If you have people who are using Team City within your supply chain or if you're yourself and you haven't done it, you want to make sure to get it done. By the way, it's a good auditing tool, right? Any software used, are you guys using Team City? Are you on the right version? Good questions to ask, a good follow-up, um, and so forth. Before you head out for the holidays, two very, very important patches. One coming from ESAT, patching several of their endpoint and server security products to address a high severity vulnerability that could be exploited to cause web browsers to trust sites that should not be trusted. So you could see this being uh, also done with a potential phishing attack. This is CVE 2023-559 or 4. It affects the SSL and TLS protocol scanning feature present in ESET products. It can cause browsers to trust website certificates that are outdated or with an insecure algorithm. This affects many products within the ESET suite, including the NOT32 antivirus, internet security, smart security premium, security ultimate, endpoint uh, antivirus, endpoint security, server security, mail security, security for Microsoft SharePoint server, and file security for Microsoft Azure. There's that. Avanti on their end are informing customers about 20 vulnerabilities patched in its Avalanche Enterprise MDM product, including over a dozen flaws that have a critical severity rating. The recently released Avalanche 6.4.2 patches 20 vulnerabilities um, and uh, it's all supported version of the on-prem product version 6.3.1 and above, as well as older. Upon learning of the vulnerabilities, they mobilize services. You know, this is the uh, common stuff whenever they do that. They say, we found out about it. We stopped everything we were doing. We put a special team on there to fix it. I love that. That's part of like, you should trust us. Uh, when we have vulnerabilities or you could say vulnerabilities are a common part of software development we try to address them as fast as we could and in realistic we ask you to please take this uh warning urgently and patch your stuff cvs 2023-38035-35078-35081 are all the most recent cves here and those have been added to the kev exploited catalog you want to make sure to get that updated before you head out for the holiday that's it for our show this morning we'll be back on tuesday Monday, Christmas Day, enjoy your holiday, take some time off. I know I'll be doing the same. We'll be back Tuesday, 9 uh, a.m. Eastern, right here with all the latest and greatest. Hopefully, it's a quiet holiday. Hopefully, people take some time away and really get some time off. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all your support. Go check out our Substack. Please make sure to subscribe, share, like. Uh, that obviously helps us. We know we're constantly being targeted and shadow banned and reported, obviously, because uh, but, but by the Russians, by the Chinese, by pro-Palestinians, by pro-Iranians. Um, the channel's been hit significantly in the last two months. So anytime you like, share, comment really does help us out. So thank you all. Have a merry, merry Christmas for everyone there and see you on Tuesday. Until then, have a great holiday and stay cyber safe. We love feedback. So make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.